With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Williams and Bloom Sunday podcast here Labor Day weekend. Iowa State is 1-0, but there's a lot more to it than that. We'll break it all down for you here coming up. But we want to thank our friends at Mect. I think I just said thank. We want to thank our friends. People got you. At Mect. <laughs> You've been talking for like. Three days in a row, this I get it. The uh, MacDyne Corporation, enabling discovery. Check them out at MacDyne.com. Actually, I was just texting with uh, Chris Clover earlier today. They got a big event coming up. They're uh, showing all the boosters and stuff, the uh, facilities, the new facilities. Friday night. Yeah, Friday mm-hmm. night, yeah. I'm going to be there. And Oh, are you really? Yep. Nice. I even got invited. That wow. Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Look out. I'm not going. No, I can't. You're gonna mix it up with the. I first the of all, elite? I don't think that crowd would like me. <laughs> You'd uh, be surprised. They're good people. Second of all, uh, actually, Chris invited me to go with him. I there can't go. go. I have a radio remote in Des Moines. Yeah, you've got Seneca, Seneca, and Tavian, Tavian Banks, and Banks. yeah, we'll be down at Del Bay Shop on Friday. So yeah, it was a very kind gesture. But they, their fingerprints, Mechdines are all over it, which is yeah. awesome. The, is, so Clover's gonna be there. Yeah, oh, he's gonna I'm, go. I'm gonna go. I might go you go hang out with yeah, him. Yeah, we'll have a bourbon with the cold Have a few beer. cold beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, come find me in the parking lot. I'm going to tailgate. <laughs> I'm tailgating Friday, Friday night. night. I'm taking my RV, baby. It's going to be great. I can, and plus, I don't have to screw with the traffic on Saturday. I, uh, I'm a very selfish individual. That That's Aren't really all. It's really what it's all about. But uh, check them out at mechdine.com. Great Iowa Staters. Uh, they're, again, their fingerprints are all over the new facility there. And they always have job openings at mechdine.com. Go to the careers page. Also, a really quick shout out. So we're doing a new promotion this year with one of my all-time favorite companies, Farm Story Meats. I've told you about them a bunch. So when the Cyclones win, we are giving away promo codes for like meat and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Listen to this one. You get free bacon. What? If you use the promo code UNI-DOWN, free, a free pound of bake sugar maple thick bacon. If you use the promo code you and I down, uh, go to our uh, Cyclone Fanatic Twitter, Facebook pages. You get all the information right there. That is through Monday. Uh, and every time the Cyclones win this season, we're going to be giving away cool stuff from farmstorymeats.com. And with that, it is time to dig in our first game analysis of the year. A lot to get to today with Big 12 expansion. Uh, college game day coming to Ames. Let's get after it and listen to some English. Bring in the horns. 
All right, um, Iowa State beats Northern Iowa 16-10, to 10, just like we all predicted. <laughs> they did not um, do what you requested a couple weeks ago. They back. did not kick the shit out of Northern Iowa like I wanted them to. That's okay. Want to know. Uh, a lot to get to here. Yes. Uh, and then the college game day announcement, as we mentioned, and Big 12 expansion imminent. Man, there's a lot going on. This is just... I, I, I don't really want recency bias to like, this might be the busiest as far as like cyclone news it's ever been. Honestly. Yeah. yeah I mean, you top 10 in the country the, game day. The fact that game day, it was kind of like, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean obviously it's, it's big news, but two years ago, it's like the, your server broke with the game day news. Now it's just like, well, that's nice. It's kind of a nice to do. And some are even against it, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't understand that, but, but whatever. I, it, 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 yeah, it's very newsy and kind of all at once. And a little bit of a football game on Saturday coming up, too. That's very important. Yeah, it, it most definitely is. Uh, Bloom, the, the Cyclones looked sluggish offensively, elite defensively, other than one series, really. Um, I, you know, it's so funny. It's not funny. I just like, you know, this is like our job. Like we get paid to do this. Like we study this team as much as anybody. And mm-hmm. like people want to know, like, why do they start so slow? And like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do know this. I watched, I, I did watch the game again because I knew we were going to record early today offensively. So I'm not an offensive line analyst. I'm going to try and get Ben Bruns on the pod this week to Great. talk to him about what he saw. I know a little bit more about like quarterbacks and reads and stuff. Brock checked down a lot. Mm-hmm. He checked down a lot. The, probably indicative of his pretty stout stat line. I mean, he was not threading much, uh, which is okay and probably a good thing. Very Be- safe. He was very yeah, safe. Probably a good thing because they couldn't afford a turnover, a bad turnover, frankly, yesterday with the way that that game played out. But... That was my bit. Like, so people are like, well, where were the big play? We were talking about that on the way home last night. Like, they just, well, first of all, like, they checked down a ton. I think that Charlie not being there is a big deal mentally for Brock. I, I can't explain it. I'm not a quarterback. I never mm-hmm. played at that level. But I do know a lot of quarterbacks, and they all tell me that about their big tight ends. Or Lazard was like that. You know, like, you get so comfortable with these guys. I think Brock, when he watches tape, he's going to be like, should have taken a shot there, should have taken a shot there, should have taken a shot there. Um, two, I thought Northern Iowa's defensive backs were really good. The, the, those are some really pro potential type guys. We knew that they would be good. Yeah. They were, they're the better. Evan, the Evans kid in particular had a really yeah. nice day. Yeah, They were really good in three, um, offensive line wasn't great. Like they didn't maul wasn't the Panthers. Great, yeah. Like I kind of thought that they would, I thought they were starting to do that in the second quarter and it just didn't end up being the case. Right. Brees himself said he missed a couple of reads, said and you could see that on a couple of different plays. He was one shot away from housing it. So that after watching the game a second time, and I did it very quickly, I didn't chart anything, that would be my analysis of the offense. I think it's really accurate. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it clearly, I guess my, my reaction to the game was it was very uncomfortable but it doesn't change my perspective on the season, if that makes sense. No. I mean, if, yeah. if you look at, you know, and I probably do too much with the the analytic stuff and the yards per play and all that stuff, it was amazing. 
know, if you could compare this you and I game to previous ones, almost dead even. So let, let me ask the audience this. Game Iowa State played you and I in 2017. Iowa State won it was 42 to 17. You would have thought, oh, and that was that's what we wanted, right? You wanted that that big offense. But if you look at if you actually look at the yards per play between that game and 17, it scored 42 points. And the game yesterday scored 16 exact same yards per play. So, but in that game, you had a couple turnovers, led to short fields, you had a couple big plays, and boom, you're at 40 points. Where you and I made Iowa State earn everything. And if you chart mm-hmm. if you chart that game, Iowa State only ran sixty plays and had ten drives total. An average college football game, an average one, teams average around 73, 74 plays per game and about thirteen and a half drives. So basically you're cutting out then three drives right there. Okay. And if the average drive averages, you know, technically about three and a half points per drive. There, so you're losing opportunities to score, and then the ten drives you had, the first drive you had that Joe Skates, I don't think he even caught the ball. I think it should have been an incomplete pass. Yeah, that 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 ruined that drive. That really put a damper on things. Yep. And then you had the the Jalen Noel fumble that the, the helmet right on the ball and yep. thwarted that drive. You had a penalty when you were driving that ended another drive. You had. Purdy miss a wide open Chase Allen. That was his worst throw of the day that ended a drive. And so, again, these little things Mm -hmm. add up, and they just could not sustain. And then the other time, you know, you get second and goal at the three, and you can't get it in. I mean, that's that was the frustrating one for me. Is you would hope second and goal at the three, just jam it in there. And and and, but so long, long story short, I if you look at the numbers, it wasn't good. It wasn't awful. The line could have been better. The, the receivers didn't really win a one-on-one play outside of that Hutchinson one. And so it's just like all these little things added up to be a very mediocre offensive performance. But at the same time, we still know all of those players that participated yesterday were the same ones that have done it before. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's a personnel issue right now. I think it was just one of those games where it didn't all add up together. You got zero rhythm at all because it was a sleeper hold of a game. And That's it was a just, great way to put it. I saw you said it, that. It was just yeah. kind of blah. It was just kind of a blah game, but it doesn't change my feelings on this coming week or the, the season as a whole. Glad to get it over with. It's never fun playing those guys, and and you move on. You just move on. Yeah. Um, the sleeper hold of a game is is perfect. I mean the. That's what you and I you you and I dictated the terms of that game, but I but I also think in that second half when it became clear that you and I could not do anything, Camel's like whatever we'll go play. He more or less admitted it in yeah, post game. We'll if you just listen to we'll it. just play our we'll we'll play your terms. We'll still beat you at this. It's not going to look good, but we know you cannot drive eighty five yards down the field, and they couldn't. They could not do that. And Matt Campbell. Just in the way they've played for four years now, they enjoy the twenty-one to seventeen game. They're comfortable in that game. They are, and as and they've fans, won a lot they've won a lot of games that way. They are super comfortable, and I think they knew that you and I was not going to be able to drive the ball, and so therefore we're not going to take a bunch of shots and turn the ball over on offense and give them a chance to do something. And it ended up being a very blah game because of that. It was really boring i mean i, yeah, I thought it was, it was just not an exciting game that was one of the most boring games especially like an anticipated one that i can really remember um but nonetheless um i i just felt different talked about this a little bit on post game 
it, it didn't feel like the game two years ago to me. No. I mean, I, I felt like Iowa State was lucky to win that game. Like, I would use the word lucky. I felt like they were lucky to win that game. And then, last, I didn't feel that way yesterday. I, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for Mark Farley. He was all in a huffy about that they should have won the game. And I just like, yeah. why? I, I'd love to be like, why? <laughs> I you, you couldn't move the ball. Like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, and they played great. They, awesome effort. Like, exactly what you yep. would expect from a Northern Iowa team. But I just, I don't know. That was how I felt. I, I'm with you. It doesn't really change my mindset going into next week at all. Uh, the offensive line, for some reason, and again, people much smarter about me will analyze this on the network later this week. Um, they just, I don't know, it wasn't there. But they, they have a tendency to do this where that group improves the most from week one to week two than any other group on the roster. Yeah, and, and if you watch it again, you and I put eight guys up there. Yeah. And just said, we're not going to let Brees Hall beat us. Either Brock's going to have to run the ball and beat us, or one of your receivers is going to have to win on the outside. I don't think that that was Brock's bet. Listen, he was good. I'm not saying he sucked. Yeah, he did nothing wrong. I I think that when they go back there and he watches tape, he's going to just see a couple of opportunities where he needs to be better. I I told you this three months ago. What's going to be the difference between a good season and a great season? I think it's Brock. Sure. I think it's Brock. I think that... I know he's a really good quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the history of Iowa State football. Brock needs to be a great college quarterback, like nationally, this mm-hmm. year for Iowa State. To, and he was good yesterday. He was good, right? Like, but like for them to go ten and two, eleven and one this year, he's got to be great. Yeah, you almost have to, as they say, throw guys open sometimes. I mean, he took he took what was there. And in fact, I don't think he was to blame that one to Skates that was close to being no, a touchdown. I'm not blaming Brock yeah. for anything. No, I'm yeah. saying, but that, that's yeah. one where if Skates' footwork's a little better, if he's in a little better place, I think that ball was brilliant. Like, it was right there where it needed to be. Again, but that's one of those plays you're a foot or two off, and it, it adds up over time. But I don't... Yeah, I, Brock, I, Brock will be fine, but it's this week. This is why I'm optimistic still about this coming week against Iowa. You know... We know the personnel Iowa State has. It's the same it's been for a while. Hopefully you get colder back. I think you will get colder back. Sounds like you will. But instead of playing somebody like Bowling Green in week one when you win 45-7 to and you don't face a defensive line with any talent, I think UNI's defensive line is good. We talked about it last week. It's still, I think, and people laughed at it. I got a couple comments. I, I said UNI's defensive line would be middle of the pack to, to at least below average in the in the Big 12. And I think that... No, I agree with that. I think they, they stood yeah. they stood their ground. They didn't make mistakes. Absolutely. And they play a very similar style to Iowa. Yeah. Keep everything in front, make every tackle. Now that Iowa State's seen that, you have now some tape. And the, the game game one is way different than anything in preseason. Now you have tape. You've gone, and gone, gone against a similar front before. And if you look at week one to week two, when Iowa State's gone from you and I to Iowa... Almost every single time they've actually played better than next week against Iowa offensively mm-hmm. because they've seen it before. There is a track record there, and they now have a week to figure out what went wrong. And the other part I'd mention is while those five offensive linemen have all played, those five had never played together in a game. You know, because Downing was out, Simmons yeah. came in last year, mm-hmm. and so the, that alignment had never played together. It'll get better. I think individually, all those guys are very good. This was not lip service, Campbell. And 
crew talking about that offensive line. He would not go out on a limb and say that Especially, in the preseason if he yeah. didn't think these guys were capable, and I think they still are. Especially Matt and his love for the offensive right. line. Right, he knows. That's his, like, yeah. so I just, his position. It, it, regardless, I was a very talented football team as well. It's going to be a great football game. A great football team will win that game on Saturday. But I don't think you can look, you can you can think a whole lot differently after week one heading into week two. That The Iowa game is, is a separate animal than what happened on Saturday. Um, we'll, we'll kind of set the table for Iowa week coming up here in the next segment because, you know, they boat raced Indiana and there's a lot to break they, down they, from that. They did, but interestingly, you know, going back to my, my analytics hat, Iowa State averaged 5.6 yards per play on offense. Iowa scores 34 points, averages 4.6 yards per play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you look at the efficiency numbers, the, the analytics actually liked Iowa State's offense better than Iowa's yesterday, but the scoreboard felt differently. So, again, you can, you can kind of pick and choose how you look at things, but they get, what, two pick sixes, and they had a long touchdown run in, in Iowa's game against Indiana. And so I think Iowa's very good on defense. I think the offense will be interesting. The over-under just came out, C-Dub, I saw, and it was 45. So I think Vegas and all of us are, are expecting a, a defensive slugfest again. Happy birthday to Gravitate Coworking. Oh. Seven years. Seven years old is our friends from Gravitate Coworking. That happened on uh, the 2nd, so that would have been Friday. Now i got four locations, the downtown, midtown of Des Moines, they got their six employees now. I didn't wow. know that, uh, but that's that's great, and they they're constantly growing. We're a big fan of this company. Our friend Jeff Wood is a huge cyclone, and a great supporter of what we do. And if you are in the need for some office space, or you're into the co working scene at all, the tech scene, a lot of tech uh, folks in Des Moines are. Um, hanging out at Gravitate Coworking. So you can check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Shout out to them for sponsoring us here at Cyclone Fanatic. Also, our friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. Uh, don't forget, get those get those physicals, guys. I uh, you, know what, you know what I hate about the COVID thing the most? Even though like I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, I've had the virus. Like, even if you just have like a cough, you're like, <gasps> yeah, I don't. Did the I've- Delta get me? I've got some like seasonal allergies yeah. now. It's just like, oh, did the Delta get me? <laughs> um, but that's, we just want to let you know about Iowa Clinic. And both of our families have been impacted by this. Luckily, both were negative, but you can get a really quick test. Mm-hmm. Go to their urgent care in Ankeny and also West Des Moines. Get that 15 minute test and put your mind at ease. I'm a guy with a little bit of anxiety, if you can't tell. And uh, I, I've had like 45 COVID tests, to full, full disclosure. I don't want to give it to the kids. Right. You know, that's where I'm at. IowaClinic.com. And you can go to their current wait times down there right now. As we record, there's three patients waiting in West Des Moines. I know that right now, and I can reserve my spot. Just drive right down there and then not have to wait. IowaClinic.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. College game day is coming back. You're going to resell your college Ames Day shirts? 
Uh, we actually looked looked into it, and it's tough to get Turn around. Yeah, like it it about killed Mike <laughs> two years <laughs> ago yeah. when we did that. I mean, he's I, I texted him last night. I mean, I'm not trying to boast, but we called this a week ago. People doubted. Yeah, but whatever. I'm not rubbing it in your face. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Again, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Right. All right? Like, I promise you. I've been doing... The, we've been doing this a long time. We're not going to just... We're not Marty Terrell and the dentist here. Okay? <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we had a pretty good idea. They announced it earlier than I thought. I thought it would be Sunday, but they... Which tells me that they were planning on doing this all along. And um, I, I mean, I just challenge people to, okay, so the logistics of game day might be a little more difficult. Yes. You know, okay. Like, this is what we've always wanted. I, <laughs> I said this to a caller on Cyclone Reaction last night. Like, he's like, yeah, but we're top 10 now. Expectations are, yeah, but this is what we've always wanted. Just embrace it. Like, embrace the fact that Iowa State won yesterday and people were mad. That's good. It is. That's a good thing. Yep. That's a good thing. And so is this. Like, okay, so it's a little tougher to get the trice, like all that. Especially now where you're needing to showcase your program as much as possible. I don't care what anybody tells me. This is a, and the fact that they lost the last time means nothing. That means absolutely Zero. nothing. That stuff is not real. Okay. That stuff is not real. Embrace this. It's great for our state. It's great for Iowa State University and a time where you really need it. And that was my biggest takeaway from yesterday game. You know, we got all week to break that down. Looking around, I showed you, I had goosebumps at the start of the yeah, game. That was amazing. It wasn't because, Oh, the pandemic's over because it's not, but we're all together again. That was really cool. Awesome. Neat deal. For me, it was just looking around in the growth of everything yeah. no, and I, how grown up this football program is. And I really do believe we're watching generational change. I don't think in there'll be some down years because there always are. I don't think Iowa State will ever be the laughing stock of college football again like it once was. This is a generational change. I truly believe this. And I looked around yesterday and it was just like a goosebumps moment for me. Yep. And then I look at this game day thing and I think you said this to me. It's like, well, wow, college game day's coming and it's kind of like an afterthought to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I would encourage people to embrace it. I totally agree. Beyond, I mean, I can go. I could go on a rant here about how this is actually really important right now for Iowa State to to showcase the university and the athletic department. And by the way, I'm going to go down a deep hole here, but hey, that's okay. This is what we do. It's a podcast. We can do whatever we want. The game day also gets TV ratings. So they do rate that program, College Game Day, and it is noticed by the power brokers at these TV networks. And then also, if you showcase a good thing on game day in the morning, the more people that will tune into the actual game in the afternoon will to drive up the TV ratings for that. And I'm saying, if there's three and a half, four million people that watch that Iowa State-Iowa game, then our buddy Stuart Mandel's and his and his and his friends can't say, well, look, Texas and Oklahoma were a part of that big rating. Ha ha. You know, this, this is a game. That's a good point. There, there is not, there's not another opportunity for Iowa state in this year to be on national spotlight. Like it will be. 
And sure, it's, I know it bothers some people. You have to share it, quote-unquote, with Iowa a little bit. But it's still on Iowa State University's campus. You have a sellout. You have this great atmosphere. And you're still going to be a top-10 football program, I think. I mean, this is, this is what we dreamed of. It really is. And I know we can be mad at ESPN for them jerking around the Big 12 a little bit. But not showing up doesn't help. I mean, I think, I think to make that as vibrant as you can, and I know Iowa State fans will, and, and, and I get the whole thing, well, let's, let's not give ESPN any more of our, our attention and money and, is that, and all is that, that good stuff. Is that a real thing? You've seen a little bit of it. I think it's probably more of the fringes there. Okay. Yeah, but um, that seems. I, I just, I, I this, I think this is a great showcase, and there is, there's no better marketing, and there hasn't been any better marketing for Iowa State football and Iowa State University in the last couple of years than when game day came two years ago. I mean, it, it you get the national spotlight for literally two hours straight to concentrate on what's happening there, and uh, you get it again. It's it's great, and we can complain about who the guest picker will be. <laughs> And okay. all that good stuff, I'm but so, I, at the I'm end of the day, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, if I hear the two words guest picker <laughs> You're one out. more time, I'm so tired so, uh, of talking about I, the freaking guest picker. It's 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 going to be really cool, and and I you're right. It has no impact on the game. It really doesn't, and let's just hope it's a great Saturday all the way around. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like the 3.30 kick. That I like how ESPN, or ESPN and ABC are doing that this year. That might give people a little bit more time after the show, too, to chill out. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I did want to bring this up because I think it's to, on your earlier point. It is amazing the growth for Iowa State. Just so Iowa State sold out both the first two games, 61,500. Iowa State has sold now over 49,000 season tickets, which is more than Iowa and more than Ohio State in season ticket sales, wow. by the way. In 2006, not that long ago, Iowa State averaged right around 35,000 people per game. They're going to average over 60,000 per game this year. Think about that. And this is in, a, in an era where attendance in college football is, is, is going down, including at the University of Iowa. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, nearby. And to see the ascension here. Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. They, and they're struggling to get their, their sellout stuff. You but, see that kid from Florida had <clears throat> 30 tackles. That's, that reminded me of some of the old Iowa State days, and then our buddy Matt Strait, <laughs> yeah. who made every single tackle. But Welcome I, Magnolia, baby. I think it's um, you know, it's just indicative of the growth, and, and just to your point, it was amazing just walking around before the game at even at eleven o'clock in the morning. There were just so many people, um, and just uh, it is it's a different it's a different era for Iowa State and Iowa State football. Uh, let's do a couple more uh, pieces on the game yesterday. Let's let's go on some of the positives. The kickoff team. Three touchbacks for the Mevis kid. Yeah, and he drilled Is a field it Mevis goal. Mevis or Mevis? Me- Mevis, yeah. Mevis. Yeah, he was he was really good. Mevis like Beavis. Yeah. He kicked the field goal? Ha- Sally got one and Mevis got one. I-, I guess I thought that slipped my mind. Yep. Yep, I- he's I- got one. I thought that a Sally had kicked them both. Nope. So Mevis-, Mevis kicked the longer one. And we thought that would be the plan yes. going into it. So they stuck to it and-, and that worked. And he looked really natural out there. Uh, man, I... I'm I'm not crazy about the punting situation. I hope that he just was kind of off. I just he's never really looked that good on the field. And the, the, one was sixty yards. Yeah, okay. he did it. I guess, okay, I you're right. Did have the shank though. Yeah, and and it, the, it just seemed a little bit slow. At yeah, times. I did. I whatever. Know. I'm yeah. I'm getting nitpicky. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I get if it. Iowa State's going to be in these <laughs> slobber knockers, you need and to. They like, will be. And you're and you're punting. On the 44, you need to be able to pin them. 
you got to quit kicking yep, that. That was that was a you know that was a downer. Like whatever, it didn't matter. But that's a I'm I'm kind of stuck on that right now because again, if you're going to play this style, then you need to. But the the kicking game was a huge, huge huge improvement. Huge. Matt said it well in his post game about when he elected to kick the field goal to go up sixteen to ten. Last year, that would have been a fairly dangerous proposition because you had to kick off. Yeah. And this year you just kick it out of the end zone and then your defense is on the field. Interesting. So, so yeah. that's a that's a big, big plus. Orion Vance goes down in the fourth. Uh, I thought Vaughn, the kid who came in and played for him, was outstanding. Very good. Outstanding. He made a couple of awesome plays in the fourth quarter. Hopefully Orion's back for Iowa. It does sound like he will be hamstring type deal. But man, I But you feel good about Vaughn. I feel fine with yep. Vaughn. And then D- Davis didn't play a lot. Because Mike Rose was so good, but they really like Davis. Yeah, and then um, Horn is also very capable. So I thought Hummel like, played one of Hummel his better was games great. as a Cyclone, and he's had a lot of really good games. Mike he, Rose was an All American. Yeah, I mean that defense. I, it's almost like we just like oh the defense played great again. So like, oh okay, you know it's like oh, the sun came up. But sixteen points in the second half. Yeah, in the last six games, it's insane. It's That's, just nuts. That is some stupid. of the teams you put on there that right. you're playing against. Right. Right, a hundred percent, and I—that's why Iowa State is going to be in every single game, and that's why I'm kind of okay with what happened because it's like, let's get this, let's figure out how we do in these situations now because you're going to be in it in week two, and, and seemingly for a lot of games going forward. That was the vibe that I wanted to ask you about here as we transition into the Big Twelve expansion talk in the next segment. Is the so Iowa kills Indiana. Yep. Uh, they had two pick sixes, a 56-yard run. And after that, I mean, it was really a modest game by the Hawkeyes. But they had those three huge plays, yep. and that was enough. It's like but 28 nothing or Kirk, 28-3. Parents ball, you get you spot yourself 21. That, you feel pretty good about it at that point. Uh, the the quarterback, though, was 13-27, which is a bit of a concern if I'm a Hawkeye. Uh, I guess my their defense was fantastic. My I would have rather have been them yesterday. I'd rather have a big yeah, win. You feel feel good about yourself. Um, as a but fan I also base. don't hate it if I'm Matt Campbell. Just I've got my team's attention, and not saying that Iowa won't be listening to Kirk, but like I, I don't know. Things seem a little more even keel now uh, with this week coming up, and I not that it matters with the team, but. I think Iowa State fans will talk a little less. Yes. Iowa fans might talk a little, a little more. more. Mm-hmm. And I don't really hate that. And I have no idea how much it means, but that's just my gut feeling. I'm, yeah, I I agree. I mean, there's always going to be noise anyway. Yeah. But, you know, kind of be humble and, and, and let the game talk, really. Iowa State's still favored. The, the line didn't move much at all. I think what it dropped it? a point. Okay. It's at four now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it had gotten up at one point to six. I think it settled around that's five. That's what I thought. I predicted it would be a two-point And now drop, it's at so. four. So, that's you know, not substantial. So, Iowa State is still the favorite. You know, I, you're, you're going to hear a lot of like, well, Iowa should be favored. It's like, no, no. The people with the money say Iowa State is a four-point favorite, which is still pretty substantial. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just think we still know who this Iowa State team is. And you know the defense is great. All the little things Iowa State did very well. It's just they have to clean up some game killer or some some play killing drives. And again, when you only have ten drives and you have four or five big mistakes that thwarted each of them, 
it makes it difficult. And uh, but that's correctable. That is a lot more correctable, C Dub, than if you're getting gashed on the ground for eight yards of carry or something, or you have a quarterback that can't complete a pass, mm-hmm. or yada yada yada. We know what Iowa State has. Like I keep coming back to it. This is the same team as last year that played very well. Nothing has really changed except for the fact that they were a little sluggish in week one in a, in a, in a sport that does not have a preseason. Now this, I think week two will be a lot more telling. Yeah. And you do see it too. Like even like if you watched Ohio state the other night, you know, it took them two and a half quarters mm-hmm. and then they hit the gas and, and they did to yeah. their credit. They hit it faster than Iowa state did. Hopefully it takes. I, hopefully yeah. Iowa State can do it in game two. Yeah, but they but great comparison because I agree they had a strip sat for a you know a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and that was a high possession game. I think that was you know thirteen or fourteen possessions per team. So they had more more drives to get the kinks out than Iowa State necessarily did. So again, I just common theme here. It does not change my thoughts on the season. All right, um, let's take a really quick timeout and we'll come back and. Discuss some Big 12 expansion. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back. The Big 12, it seems now inevitable, Brent, will be expanding to 12 schools. Well, that would be after Texas and Oklahoma leave. It would be 14 with Texas and Oklahoma. BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston are the schools. This has moved quickly. Um, I man, I it, this is so complex. My head hurts just thinking yeah. about like how are we going to con- all of it, concisely right. like break all of this down. I have a lot of theories on what's happening behind the scenes right now. Um, and I, I'll, let's just start with ESPN and their involvement, like because I, I think this is critical because. My question is, well, why is this moving so quickly? Mm. Everybody kept saying, well, this is this is going to take a really long time. Well, this happened in months, right? Not years like we... Yeah, it's been six six weeks almost exactly from when Oklahoma and Texas announced. I, I feel how this is all played out, like ESPN is feeling some heat. Okay. In the sense of Bullsby had the smoking gun or whatever, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And like... So the Big 12, from what I understand, has to be really careful on it can't work with ESPN to raid the American because that the is the thing. legal right. precedence that they have, right? So my, I guess my deal is somebody has to be telling the Big 12 they're going to get value out of this, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't just... yeah. You wouldn't just grow. Well, and e- so is e- it is e- it Fox? Is it Amazon? Sure. What's going on here? Um, and I I think ESPN might see the writing on the wall right now that this American thing is probably never going to happen. So maybe they're wanting to play nice right now to stay out of court because they run the American. Yes, they own the American. They own conference. the American. Yeah. Without the ESPN, the American conference doesn't, doesn't exist. Yep. They have so all the TV rights for them. My my point being, 
I, I've been telling our premium members for a while, I thought that ESPN would end up making sure the Angry Eight are not completely annihilated because of this court thing. And I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. You know, I, I do want to clarify. I think some people, sit, when they hear us talk about Amazon or mm-hmm. Netflix or whatever, never once did I think like, oh, it'll be exclusively on Amazon. Sure. I've never thought like there will be multiple television partners. And I, I've always thought ESPN would still be in the mix in some capacity. But this, I just, you know, this latest round and what we're hearing right now, it just seems like there's good information that they've got somewhere. That That is just my read on it. Right, because you, just like the Pac-12 and Big Ten didn't expand after they talked to their TV partners because it didn't, quote-unquote, add value, you don't add just to add unless you have a, at least a decent idea of, of what the numbers will look like. And in order to know what the numbers will look like, you have these these conversations, even if they're not formal, to figure it out. And you know, I think a couple of things that are interesting, Chris, to your hypothesis here, BYU has a contract with ESPN exclusively because they're an independent in football. That gives them basically $8 million, $9 million a year for their football games that are televised on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So, okay, think about that. Well, that's, yeah, that's an easy... Let's roll that into whatever... Yes. Rights then go BYU to the Big 12. And you have these schools with the American already with that uh, history with ESPN. So I think you're right. ESPN is a player here somewhere, whether it's because, you know, Bowlesby has the smoking gun or ESPN goes, oh, we still need inventory here. I mean, that's the other thing. College football is a very valuable product. Yes. Regardless of how much ESPN wants to devalue it, there's still value in live sports and college football. There's other people who want that. Yeah, and so you're you're not, and and Fox is struggling a little bit too. But but I, I still think there's there's value here, and um, you know it's still a pretty good investment for what will be the fifth best conference at worst. Now, I still think football wise, it's better than the Pac-12 right oh, now. Right now it is, and and even pushing the ACC in in some regard. So. Uh, yeah, so I think ESPN is a part here, and, and to move this quickly, you probably have an indication of what the revenue model will look like, and um, I don't know if you get promises or what, what that happens, but you probably don't move with this amount of, of speed unless you know something. I also think, too, and, and we've, we've predicted this for weeks now, that the days of complete equal revenue sharing are probably... In That'll the be the interesting mirror. part. I, I, I can't imagine any of these four are going to get full revenue for a while. And, and here's what I want to know is what does the grant right situation look like once these four come on board? Yes. If it's a 15-year grant of rights, then that basically... This is your it, conference. It ends any thought of, I would say, going to the Big Ten or the Pac-12. I mean, that's the way you have to keep an eye on. If yes. it's a short-term yes. thing, if it's you know four, five, even eight years... And then you reevaluate. That could tell you something, but that'll be the interesting part for me. And I don't know what way it's shaping up. I still think, um, with with all the developments, I think when this is all said and done, you're looking at thirty to forty five million in revenue just from TV, and then whatever playoff this, on top of it. Yeah, I I, I, you'll, I you'll think be okay. that that's where the, I, I I think that the whole like oh no, we're going to go down to seven million. I don't think that that's going to totally even agree. be a possibility here totally agree and a lot of that came from again that mandel piece early 
and I saw I've seen a couple other spots, but I think that was kind of a worst case scenario, not really forward looking at what the other possibilities would be. By the way, I sent our friend Stu a bottle of bourbon. Oh, that's nice of you. Sent him a bottle of the Cyclone Fanatic for <laughs> Cody Road. And uh we're just we're just taunt we're just taunting him from from afar. Do you think he'll come for this, for uh Cy I don't know. I should ask him. I should text him. Hey Stu, do you want to stay with me in my R V? There's no I know there's no Marriott's available. <laughs> Stewart, he's gonna be like oh my god who's this blogger <laughs> he asked me to stay at his house now he wants me to stay with him in his camper and he gave and he gave and me a bottle sending, of alcohol he's sending me alcohol what's going on like who is this creep <laughs> yeah uh, no i think but i think this is the logical move I, I, I and i think the football football conference could be really fun part like just from like the fan part of it don't worry about the money playoff yeah. just don't think about that just think about like the schedules and like just as a mm-hmm. fan this is better than a lot of the options. Honestly. Yeah. Like, this is not a terrible... This will be a fun league, and it's a league where you're going to have the biggest stadium. And most of them are travel-ish from Des Moines and yeah, Central I mean, Iowa. It's easy to get to Orlando. Easy to get. There's a direct to Houston. And Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, there's a direct now. And there's even a... And uh, Cincinnati is, what, 10 hours drive? Yeah, not I mean... Bad. I, I just think too, like think about basketball. Yeah, like this, there, it could be a lot worse. The only one I'm not, I'm not crazy about Houston. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I get it. I, they make more sense than Boise. I think Boise, It'd I think Boise fun. would be really interesting as a football only member, potentially paired with BYU. But obviously, well, these guys have studied this a lot more than I have, but if, if Dane is not fired by then, then we, he, we could reintroduce Dana Holgerson to the Iowa state fans, <laughs> the unprofessional, the unprofessional scoundrel, <laughs> Iowa state fans right. who dared to charge the field. That's right. His players were in danger. Hey, what about, uh, uh, while we're on the big 12, what about my, uh, Jayhawks, Lance Leopold got a big win Got over the Yotes. They, uh, stormed the field so, after that one. Don't compare. South Dakota football to you and I. I've seen a lot well, of that. Somebody's doing that. I was like, well, that's, you know, Kansas beat an FCS team. FCS, those two aren't in the same. There's different levels of FCS football teams. Just point that out. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the Big 12, and again, just a, another little example. I mean, just to settle in on our freakout stages here, Oklahoma damn near lost to Tulane at home. And they were also a 31-point favorite. And Oklahoma State struggled to put away Missouri State, who is in the same conference as you and I. Uh, who's their coach now? Missouri State. Petrino. Is it Petrino? Bobby Petrino's at Missouri, Missouri State. State. I'm almost positive. Well, they but, lost by a touchdown. Yeah, so there's those games. I, I guess I wasn't surprised that Texas handled Louisiana. We talked about that last week Mm -hmm. that the Louisiana game at Iowa state was very fluky for all the COVID reasons. And and Texas has guys. So I, I'm not, that probably was a pretty good deal for Sark to have that game in game one. Cause you knew that his guys would be focused. You could just just tell them, Hey, look what these guys have done. Yeah. I haven't watched that game yet. That's on my DVR. I'll do that later on today. Kansas State was my stone. That was my absolute lock of the week, and they killed Stanford. That game wasn't even close. They're good with Thompson as their quarterback. They're that's a tough out. That'll be a tough one 
for the Cyclones. The way that they play, that game makes me queasy right now just thinking about it. They play the same style as you and I yes. in Iowa. Yes. It's the same like ball control. We get you in this tempo thing, and then uh, you have to beat us. West Virginia loses by six to Maryland. They had a meltdown, just a complete meltdown in that game with turnovers. Really? West Virginia. I haven't watched that one yet. Four four interceptions, something something not great. Really good win for Matt Wells in Texas Tech against Houston. Nice for them. Yeah, I thought thought Houston would win that. Shuck 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 was was capable. So, all in all, Baylor won. All in all, a pretty good day for the Big 12. Not not great, but I, the middle of the pack, I just think is going to be a meat grinder. Mm-hmm. The, the middle of the pack scares me. I mean, that that's where, you know, let's say that, you, let's say you lose to Iowa next week. And then the middle of that Big 12 looks, if, if you're looking at like win totals and stuff like that, like there's, there's going to be some pretty tense moments with, yeah. you look at Kansas State, even like you have to go to Lubbock. It's a brutal to place. Morgantown. To Morgantown. Yeah. I mean, the, what, the, the, we we talked about it all preseason. It's like you're going to be in these one possession games. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable in those, but it's, it's going to be scary. Iowa State does not play like Alabama, where you can just blow everybody out. It'd be great if that was the case. I saw some of that too, Chris. I would want to make a comment on it. It's like, well, we're in the top ten now. We need to figure this out. It's still the same. It's the same style. The same it's guys. The same guys. Yeah. And they're not. They're not going ever. They're never going for fourth. And more than a yard <laughs> in their own territory with that defense. It's just not going to happen. And I no. saw some, well, we're, if we're a top 10 team, we should be able you to get a yard. You should just be able to run it for a I yard. I understand. I get, like, that's, that's a fine thought. But it's just, they're not going to do it. And I still, people were mad about it. It was the right call again. It was. It, it all, Every time Matt has done this, it's generally worked out. And he has a track record. And I, I you know, if that's what works for them, if they're comfortable with this style, then I'm not one to... To complain about it because you're you're seventh in the country right now. Bloom, thanks for your time. Yeah. Uh, what's on your week? Man, just survive and stay off Twitter. <laughs> I will not be on the majority of the RVTV tour this year. I've done that in the past, and I I just too much with two kids this time around, and just everything going on at Cyclone Fanatic. I just. I, I can't take the time to be out until two o'clock in the morning drinking in bars and like I, I just gotta buckle down this week. So we will be locked in. If you're one of those towns, uh, get out and support yeah. it. I love those guys. There and, is a lot of good to this week. Yeah. And sometimes we get caught up in the, the 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 awful parts, but let's just hope for it. Really isn't vocal minority though. No, like, I, like when our dads were like growing up or whatever in the Cyhawk game was played like you couldn't just you'd hear from like your annoying neighbor or coworker, but you didn't have thousands of people a click away from right trolling. ready to taunt you. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it you, you, there's like five people can make a fan base look pretty bad on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, and be that and remember that when you're representing Iowa State's fan base for sure. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it is funny you mentioned that. Like when when Iowa State won in '98, okay, so that was the first win that ended the streak. To your point, you know, I didn't get you couldn't get on Twitter and taunt. Yeah, screw else. you. I uh, <laughs> for Halloween that year, I went as the scoreboard and it said twenty-seven to nine on it. You. That was my smack talk a, as a 
Savage move. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, a, it'll a, be a great it'll be a great cost. game. You should pull that I one out. Pull for that the one out. Whatever. Be ninety eight scoreboard. Thank you, Darren Davis. We've come right. a long way from those times. Indeed, we have. Well, um, I hope everybody, uh, even though Iowa State didn't destroy the Panthers <laughs> like we all wanted to, I hope you have fun tailgating and doing all that stuff. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. Ramp it up. It's going to be a busy week here at Cyclone Fanatic. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Thanks to all of our great listeners. Happy Labor Day, everybody. For Brent Bloom, I'm Chris Williams signing off. Rate, review, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff for us. We appreciate you guys. Again, have a great Labor Day. Later. English taking you out on a Sunday. Just the sins that were dead on the vine.